Today on okay. our podcast, we have Dr. Rich Coleman, who owns and operates Four Paws. Welcome to the show, Rich. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> thanks for coming on. Now, we're going to get into the COVID-19 stuff here in a little bit and how it impacts your business. And I did see a letter that you penned uh, on our Let's Talk Lebanon site, and uh, that was uh, very inspirational. But let's talk about you personally. How did you get involved in veterinarian science? Well, actually, uh, I uh, originally, when I was a kid, I actually wanted to be a pilot. And uh, I'm colorblind, so they don't like when you uh, don't know which color to fly towards uh, when you're going to land a plane. So when they say go to the green lights and the red lights and you can't figure out which one, uh, they don't really like that when you land on the wrong wrong runway. So I, uh, I worked uh, – I actually lived right next to an animal hospital in Fairfield when I, where I grew up. And uh, – just got a job there growing up cleaning kennels and realized this is this was my life's work so uh it was it was actually pretty uh pretty interesting the way things kind of work out so just happened to be the business that was closest to my house got a job there and realized this is it so uh, you know ended up working my way through uh undergrad at uc and then uh, went to ohio state for vet school and uh moved back to Lebanon. My wife, uh, my wife actually was teaching in Lebanon and she used to be the, one of the volleyball coaches. And I, uh, I started out working just in Cincinnati and then we moved our way up to, uh, Lebanon kind of had the opportunity to take over, uh, Plum Veterinary Clinic, uh, which Dr. Plum started, uh, when he got out of school and uh, I ended up taking over that practice in 2017 we changed the name to Four Paws Animal Hospital, and the rest is history. We moved into a, a new building in 2012. We used to be right next to where Little Caesars is right now, and uh, we were in that. And right now, the uh, Warren County Career Center has their vet tech program in my old building. So uh, they've got uh, all the students, the vet science students coming in there. And actually, I, do, I, I still do some work with them. Uh, we started a program at Warren County Career Center uh, with uh, Megan Pella, the, the, the teacher for the class, where we actually go and do surgeries at my old clinic, and the kids do recovery of the patients. So we'll do the uh, anesthetic, we'll spay and neuter some animals with uh, the uh, Humane Society, we'll bring some of their animals over. And so it started out just me doing it uh, a couple of years ago. And then uh, a couple of the other vets in town have jumped in too, Dr. Paul Mead and um, Dr. Caitlin from uh, Lebanon Small Animal. They've jumped in. And so now these kids are getting to do some really cool stuff. So that old building down there is actually still rocking and rolling and, and teaching and doing some good things for animals. So it's kind of neat to see it come kind of full circle. It is. Now, uh, going back to when you first started uh, volunteering or getting paid just to help out your local veterinarian, uh, everybody out there probably wants to know, are you a dog lover or a cat lover or both? Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make about 35% of my clients mad. I'm a dog lover. I'm a dog lover. My kid, my kids, my, even my own cats don't like me. So, uh, they, uh, I've got, I've got two cats and, and if I come in the room, they're out the door. So, but they, my kids love my cats probably more than the dogs. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny to see how everybody at work is, 
they they are either dog people or cat people. It's really funny. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting dynamic sometimes when you know I, I'll take care of any dog. I, I love them all. They're good, even the ones that want to eat my face. So uh, you know they're all <laughs> most of those are the the police dogs. So by the way, I saw that on your uh, I was stalking you on Facebook. Did you used to be a canine officer? I I handled uh, canine over at the Creation Center when I was working over there. Yeah. Sure yeah, I saw that. So, yeah, those guys, those guys are my, uh, those guys are my passion. I love, I love all the canine officers. We started out uh, taking care of some of the Warren County sheriff dogs. Um, uh, Kilo was uh, our first one that we started taking care of, and we uh, we took care of him no charge. You know, we it was kind of our our service we did to the community, and then slowly we kind of started adding in more and then we ended up taking the Lebanon dogs and taking care of them. And then uh, a lot of the other municipalities around town, um, around Cincinnati started bringing their dogs. And I think at one point we were taking care of 28 police canine officers at no charge. So we got eventually got too many to, to be able to do completely for free, but uh, we still charge just, you know, some of them, we only charge costs. Uh, whatever it costs the hospital, we charge them. So, so those guys are my passion. We actually uh, took care of our uh, retired Lebanon canine Kaiser yesterday. He uh, he had some surgery done yesterday, so he was in hanging out with me in the office. I was taking some selfies with him. So, yeah, I love those guys. Those those guys are kind of my passion. So, I love those dogs. How's uh, Officer Kaiser doing? He's doing great. Yeah, he recovered really well and. Uh, we just got a little biopsy pending on him, but uh, he's 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 a good boy. He's 14 and still rocking and rolling, and he's uh, he's definitely one of my favorites. So, yeah, if you actually come into our office, we uh, we actually have a little memorial to some of our canine officers in our lobby. Um, Kilo, Cash, um, Major, a couple other ones that we've lost. So, yeah, that's that's the one thing we try and do. A good job when we lose those guys we uh you know we have all service for them we you know we usually have quite a few officers show up to show their respects we uh you know we'll, when we do lose one of those guys we we like to you know share with them the the honors that they deserve and you know we'll do a casket we'll do a processional and everything else so uh it's it's unfortunate that you know, they don't live as long as we do, and we do lose them every once in a while. But, you know, we, we try and do it as uh, as honorable as, as we can. And, you know, those guys are, you know, they do it only for a for a toy. You know, that's that's the cool part about those guys is they just want to do it for a toy, and, you know, that's it. And you don't have to pay them. You don't have to do anything else. You just got to give them some love and let them ride around in a squad car for a little bit, and, and they love every second of it. That reminds me, when we were kids, we would do things for toys. <laughs> it didn't get yeah, complicated exactly, yeah. until a little later. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, you yep. you are currently married to Miss Jen, married since uh, 2001. Yes. And yep. you have two children, is that correct? Yeah, Gabby and Julie. Uh, Gabby's uh, uh, eighth grade. We think she's in eighth grade. We're not sure right now. We're not sure where, what grade anybody's <laughs> in right now, you know. But she's in eighth grade, going to be a freshman next year, and then uh, Julie's in fifth grade, going to be in sixth grade next year. So, yeah, they're uh, 
they're about as opposite as it, as it gets when it comes to kids. They they look like twins, but they're complete opposites from each other. So it's kind of kind of funny to watch them grow up. <laughs> now Julie is the younger one. Yeah, she's my she's my crazy rock climbing lacrosse playing singer, and uh, she uh, she has. Uh, the creative heart in her. She uh, she likes to build Legos and and create houses and everything that she's doing is kind of uh, using that imagination of hers. And then Gabby is my analytical thinker that likes to have everything in place and know where everything is. And uh, so they they are complete opposite kids. And I love every every everything they do is just great. And so which one's more like mom and which one's more like dad? That's the question, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I am a little anal retentive about things. Uh, so, yeah, I, I unfortunately gave Gabby probably that awful gene. Uh, my staff likes to make fun of me because uh, I have a little anal retentive nature to me. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, some people call it OCD. I just call it normal. So, <laughs> yeah, I find a lot yeah. of the OCD people say that's normal. I don't necessarily. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand why everything can't be perfectly placed <laughs> and in a line. So, yeah. Somewhat of a control freak, are you? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie to you. If I'm driving down the road and uh, I see a manhole cover that uh, they put just uh, slightly off and the lines are not, not perfectly lined up, I'm not going to lie to you. If I had a crowbar, I'd probably get out and fix it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so which, which one of your uh, uh, family group? whether it's Jen, Julie, or uh, Gabby, brings home the strays? Uh, none of them. They know that's against the rules. So, yeah, we we have, en we have enough here. So, yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I'm i the one that pawns them off on all my awesome staff members. I've got I've got 34 staff members that uh, that I can uh, say, oh, when do you guys take this one home? So, actually, we, uh, Part of the we benefits, just took in right? a, a – yeah, we just took in this little kitten. Uh, I think it was uh, one of the Lebanon firefighters found uh, a litter of kittens. Unfortunately, a couple of them had passed away, but there's still one that was alive. She still had a little umbilical cord attached to her. She probably was just a day or two old. And uh, one of my one of my staff members, Holly, she's amazing. She's actually trying to get into uh, vet tech program or going to the vet tech program at UC. And she was like, "I'll take her." And just took her, took her home, bottle fed her. Uh, she brings her to work with her. She was, uh, we put a, a picture on our Facebook page over yesterday with, uh, with the little kitten, but yeah, she just took her home. Didn't even think twice about it. So it's, uh, veterinary medicine is an interesting thing. They, you know, they, they definitely don't do it for the money. You know, the, the, you know, we don't have insurance to pay all the bills and everything else, you know, for people like they do with people, you know, people have to pay out of pocket. So it's not something that everybody's going to, you know, make a million dollars off of, but they do it because they love it. And the, the, the staff I have is unbelievable. I mean, every day they wake up, I mean, we're in the, you know, I know we said we talked about the COVID thing, but that's, that's where we're at right now. We we're in the middle of completely reinventing our business right now you know we were right. deemed an essential business and uh we are we're working our way through that right now where you know we're going out to the car and bringing the dog in and trying to keep everything safe and they're showing up every day doing doing their work and doing everything they can to help these animals out and 
you know, they, they've worked really hard to keep everybody safe. And, you know, they said, Hey, you know, we're in for this. We actually, I asked them a couple of weeks ago to send me an individual message asking them if they have any, you know, reservations about anything that we're doing and, you know, coming to work, anything else. And they were all like, let's do this. Let's, let's keep going. Let's, let's do everything we can to, to help these, uh, help the animals out. So they're, they're, uh, they're a different breed, you know, and I can say that amongst not just my hospital, but just all of veterinary medicine. And, you know, they, they do it because they love the animals and, and that's the best part about it. Yeah. A so. lot of, a lot of professions are like that. You don't get into it for the money. If you did, you're in the wrong profession. Yeah, uh, I, exactly. I don't care if it pays well or not. You you might be motivated by something else. So we appreciate their passion yeah. for looking after our little fur babies. Now let yeah. me let me uh, switch gears here a little bit and talking about the COVID with animals. Uh, number one, can they get it? And then if so, uh, how do you treat it? Well, the, there's a thousand coronaviruses out there. Um, I mean, it's it's a it's a, coronavirus is actually a very common virus. It's just like there's uh, you know a thousand flu viruses, a thousand herpes viruses. There's so many of them. So COVID-19 is a very specific coronavirus. So cats and dogs get coronavirus. There's actually a vaccine for um, puppies that we uh, sometimes give for coronavirus. For specifically COVID-19, um, there have been a couple cases, I think a couple in Hong Kong, where some older uh, debilitated dogs got um, the, the COVID-19 uh, virus. And I think uh, there was also a tiger in Brooklyn Zoo that got it. But as far as everything that we know, uh, even the AVMA, the American Veterinary Medical Association, has said this is not something that we have to deal with in pets uh, as far as what we know right now. Uh, so it's not something where I want anybody to be scared of their their animals. You know, it's not something that we know is transmitted to animals right now. Now, viruses can mutate, viruses can change. Could that change? six months from now potentially but as of right now everybody's safe to be around their animals well that's yep. good that's good and then just in the season what do you what do you normally deal with uh is it allergies for dogs and cats or what oh what yeah right now the allergies yeah right now the allergies are starting pretty bad uh you know when dogs when dogs and cats have allergies, you know, people running eyes, you know, sneezing, headaches, things like that. And dogs and cats, uh, usually allergies is itching. Uh, they're chewing at their feet. Uh, they're scratching. They're getting skin infections, ear infections. So so seasonal allergies in dogs and cats are a little bit different than people. And uh, uh, my wife and I were talking about it last night. We have all these amazing medicines uh, that we can use for dogs and cats for their allergies uh, we can even have an injection that you can give once a month or every other month to control their itching and scratching and chewing and biting. And we don't have that for people. You know, we have all these great medicines for dogs and cats, but we don't have that one injection you can get a month, you know, to control your, your allergies. I know, you know, right now with all the pollens, people are just suffering, you know, with their allergies. I think they were calling it pollen 2020 instead of COVID-19, you know. So uh, half the people are trying to figure out, do I have allergies or do I have something else? So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's what we got going on in dogs and cats right now is, is this, this is the time when the seasonal allergies really come up, mainly because of the grasses and the, and the trees growing. 
you know, pollens, molds, all those kind of things. So it, uh, there are a lot of animals suffering right now from from seasonal allergy. Yep. What is your suggestion uh, to help with that uh, besides the injections? Is there a diet plan? Is there something that you can keep them away from? Is it just something uh, that they yeah, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, it's something where, you know, they have to go outside to go to the bathroom. And even if they're, you know, little chihuahuas that are inside using a potty pad, they're still breathing in all those allergens from outside. I don't care how good your HVAC unit is. There's still allergens in the house. Um, you know, if you've got a dog that's really bad with their feet, you know, rinse their feet before you bring them inside. You and I have, you know, if we had allergies and we go for a walk outside wearing flip-flops, what are we going to do in the next 24 hours? We're going to take a shower, wash all those allergens off. So dogs and cats, they go outside, they got those fuzzy feet that hang on to all those pollens and allergens, and then they come inside and all of a sudden they're chewing and biting at their feet. So, mm-hmm. so one simple and easy thing is rinse your dog's feet off. You know, if you can rinse their feet off, that that might help significantly just cut down some of the allergies in dogs. Um, you know, some dogs respond really well to a simple antihistamine. Um, not not all dogs, but some dogs can respond to simple antihistamine. So it'd be something where you know have people call their vet, talk to them about that. Um, Such you as know, a Benadryl as as or something. Yeah, like a Benadryl or a Zyrtec or Claritin, something like that. So is that um, just an so over, I would just like an over-the-counter yeah, hu- human dose? Yeah, those are. Yeah, yeah, and you, yeah. So if they just they call their vet and talk to them about you know what kind of dose they can use for a dog that size, and you know obviously you gotta you want to talk to your vet anytime you start any new medicine, right. make sure that there's no contraindications to using it. You know, each each animal is different with what medicines they can take, you know, if they've got something else going on medically. But, uh, yeah, but some dogs can do really well with that. Food allergies is a totally different scenario. Mm-hmm. Food allergies is a year-round thing where they're actually allergic to the proteins that they eat in their food. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the chicken, the beef, whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, back back in the day when I was younger, we used to do a simple lamb and rice diet, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, lamb and rice diets were great. Well, unfortunately, now all these dogs have been exposed to lamb, and it's what we call a novel protein, a protein they've never seen before. Well, unfortunately, there's all these new foods have all these other proteins in it. You know, you see these fish diets and all these other over-the-counter diets that you can get. And so we found that dogs and cats don't really have novel proteins anymore because they've been exposed to all these things. So now what we're doing with these guys that are year-round allergy dogs and we're concerned about a food allergy, so we're actually doing something called a hydrolyzed diet. It's actually really kind of cool. They actually take those proteins and cut them up into tiny little amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. So so you and I want to start bodybuilding and, and getting buff, and, and, and I know my staff right now is laughing because that's never going to happen for me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we might take an amino acid supplements, the building blocks of that protein. And so these new foods are great because they will actually um, – they can take that – they can eat that chicken or they can eat whatever protein it is, uh, but it's cut down into the small – pieces so they don't react to it but their body builds it back into what they need so i've actually been using a lot of soy protein hydrolyzed soy protein so it's not even an animal-based protein so that's a specific allergy you know we, we always say with uh food allergy it's ears and rears you know dogs that have recurrent ear infections and itchy butts you know that's usually 
the the dogs that we have the food allergies with. But yeah, there's there's so many different aspects to allergies nowadays. It's uh, you know there's there's even veterinary dermatologists that you can go down to. Uh, we're pretty fortunate we've got a couple here in town. So yeah, yeah, this is that's this is what we'll see probably for the next two or three months is a whole lot of allergy cases. I saw a bunch of them yesterday. Now, what is the strangest animal that has been brought to you? Well, I'm scared of snakes. Yeah, I'm scared of snakes. Um, I I have no problem saying that out loud. Uh, And on my 40th birthday, uh, so that was a few years ago, so, yeah, I'm getting older. And uh, on my 40th birthday, my staff decided to call one of my clients up and have them bring in their snake. Well, I had no idea that the snake was going to be in the room. Um, (laughs) And I just went in, just thought it was a routine vaccine appointment. I walked in the door. I may have said some words that were not appropriate to be said in an animal hospital professional setting, and I may have run out the back door. So, yeah. You may have. <laughs> but we, yeah, so, I may so, have. By the way, it have, sounds yeah. like my kind of staff. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, uh, you know, we've had, you know, unfortunately we're not allowed to take care of wild animals. It's Ohio Wildlife, that's their job. Um, but we've had, you know, unfortunately a deer that's been hit by a car before brought in, and, and you know, we – we we put it out of its misery, it, you know, with a broken leg. Um, we've had skunks and ducks and, you know, you name it come in. We had somebody bring a snake in yesterday, you know, uh, for because it bit their dog. Uh, it turned out to be just a little garter snake, and we let him go. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, the, the, sometimes the weird things come in, but we are four paws animal hospital. We're 99% dogs and cats. Not so, four yep, hoofs. Yep. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I like being in my 72-degree building, wearing my nice clothes. I'm, I'm not a go-out-to-the-barn kind of a guy. So, yeah. so, so for veterinarian medicine, don't you have to practice, like, on every animal? Or how does that work, I mean, when you're doing your clinic? Well, you, you have, when you go to vet school, you actually have to pass your boards on every animal. So, uh, I always say, you know, veterinarians are, are better than human doctors because we have to treat all the species and not just one. And don't tell all my uh, doctor friends that I said that. But, you know, we have to, you know, uh, they're they're all completely different from each other. If you look at a, a horse, a horse, it's, it's closest – um, intestinal relative is actually a rabbit. You know, they're they're built very similar, um, but they're completely different than a cow, and completely different than a dog and a cat. Now, a dog and a cat, their GI system is almost built exactly like a human, and and dogs and cats are actually built very similar to humans. They get diabetes and kidney disease and all the things that people get too. So they actually have quite a bit of similarity between humans and. Uh, and those dogs and cats, but, you know, you can get into some of these, uh, other animals, you know, uh, I have a good friend, she works out at the, uh, she runs the Pittsburgh zoo and she's, you know, she's treating, you know, lions and bears and tigers. Oh my. And, and it's pretty impressive. The, the things that she can do out there. So. Well, that's very fascinating. Now with your staff, how many did, mm-hmm. you, did you say you had? We have 34 right now. Uh, we started out, uh, 2007 with uh, three, and now we're up to 34. So we've uh, we've we've built up a little bit. We have five doctors that that work there. Wow. Um, uh, up until uh, up until Tino showed up about six months ago, uh, I was the only guy 
in the entire practice all over that whole period of time. So, so I love that Tino is there now. Tino and I can hang out. I've got another guy in the office finally for the first time. But uh, veterinary medicine is is going that direction where it's it's mainly women. When I went to vet school, there was I think 120 women and 19 guys in my vet school class. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What is your longest uh, tenured employee? Um, Mindy is the hospital director, and she's been with me since day one. Uh, she has been with me since since I took over the practice, and uh, she's the one that that runs the hospital. It is it is her hospital. She runs it. I own it, but you know she's she's the one that's got the fingerprints on it. I mean she's she's amazing. Uh, I've I've never met a person that's uh, so good at dealing with clients and staff and, and running the business. And uh, yeah, I, I owe her a lot. She's she's the reason that uh, Four Paws is what it is. So I know I get a lot of the credit for it, but uh, she's she's the one that's built this with me. So yeah. Nice. And then Dr. Ashley, Dr. Ashley's been with me. Uh, uh, probably, I think she started in 2009, um, and uh, Heather Ebert's one of her other managers. She's been with me for a long time, and we've got some people that have only been there for a couple months, and you know, we've got some people that have been there for 12, 13 years with me, so mm -hmm. it's it's kind of neat to see it grow. Now, um, I did see you pin something yesterday that we talked about earlier in the show, and I want to get into that a little bit. As a small business owner myself, you know, the struggles of just, you know, the what ifs uh, and having people rely on you um, is, a, is a weight all on its own. And then for you to, uh, in turn, now try to figure out, you know, from our government's response, how to depend on uh, resources coming in and, and what that might look like in the future and how business has kind of changed um, for the good and or bad going forward and what you can do and what you can't do. And uh, can you yeah. can you talk about that for a little bit? Just the stress level of just being a business owner. Yeah, and you know, I I, I did ever a letter. Um, I, I kind of it was a it was a rough rough day I had, and and you know I thought you know maybe I'm just going to write some things down and see if it helps just kind of me process some things through and and writing it down and and help me deal with the stress that was going on, and you know I ended up turning it into a, like a little letter of perspective of uh of a small business owner and uh i ended up showing it to my wife and a couple other people and they said you know you should put this on on facebook it might help some people and uh, it kind of went a little viral uh you know i i wasn't expecting that i was kind of you know expected a couple likes and a couple comments but it went a little crazy uh but i'm fortunate because we're still working you know, uh, we were deemed an essential business, uh, even though our business is down, you know, we just, with the way that we're doing the business now, going out and getting the dogs and bringing them into the hospital and talking to people on the phone, we just can't see the same amount of patients that we, uh, that we did when people were coming into the office. And also we, we, we've been down some staff members, you know, we, uh, you know, luckily nobody's gotten sick with COVID-19, but you know, you have to take those precautions. If somebody did have a fever, hey, I need you to stay away for two weeks just on the off chance. You know, yes, I know you had an ear infection, but we got to be safe. And the the stress of, hey, I'm sorry, you have to stay away from the office, you know, that 
that's tough. Uh, you know, what happens if somebody does get sick? We got to close down the office. How am I going to pay for the these 34 other families that are relying on you to to put food on their table? You know, and, and to be able to afford that. So it is a big stress because we're not a massive corporation that that has billions of dollars in assets that they can rely on. You know, we're we're a small town business, and and so it is something that was really weighing on me last week as far as wow what what if what if something catastrophic does happen you know and what if one of my one of my second family members you know i mean these guys sometimes i spend more time with them than i do my family uh you know what if one of them did get sick and and so you know that would be devastating they'd just be like one of my one of my kids getting sick so mm-hmm. It, it it's really hard when you you know they are it is a small family you know we are a small family we you know we all talk all the time we you know we have messaging apps where we can talk and joke around and and do everything even though we see each other all day long we still enjoy talking to each other and so you know when you when you look at how are you going to be able to afford to pay these people with your revenues going down yeah it's it's pretty stressful and you know what I what I basically said was I've been fortunate that we're at least getting something coming in. I couldn't imagine what some of these small business owners in the exact same scenario, the dentists, the hair salons, the the dry cleaners, they had to shut down. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do work anymore, and they had that same relationship with their employees, and they have to either say I'm sorry, I can't afford to pay you right. or hey i'm going to mortgage everything that i have and and still pay you and i'm going to do the best that i can for as long as i can you know and that's a, that's a tough stressful place to be and uh you know it's just something where I, I i just wanted people to kind of see look this is what we go through as owners you know that it's it's the yeah, we built this and, and, and we've, you know, we benefit from it. You know, I mean, my family does well, you know, I, uh, you know, Jen's a teacher and, and she's, you know, she's a great provider for this family as well. I mean, I, I, I couldn't do this without her. Um, but four pause has done well for us too, but we've worked very hard for it. But now, wow, four pause might be struggling a little bit just because revenue is down and I'm not going to let these guys go. Uh, you know, my, mm-hmm. my responsibility is to them and we're going to do everything we can to help them out. And so, yeah, so we, we reached out to uh, the banks uh, to, to get that payroll protection program, get into that. We, you know, I looked for every possible grant, every possible loan, everything that I could. And, and my job behind the scenes was I need to have, I need to have every scenario in place, every possible, you know, if we lose this person, how are we going to fill that spot? If we, you know, the whole hospital has to go down for a little while, either because the government says we have to, or because somebody does get sick, how do we handle this? How do we go forward? And so, you know, there were some sleepless nights where I just laid up and ran every scenario through my mind and thought of every possibility as far as what we can do to, to keep everybody going. And, you know, on top of that, I keep talking about the employees and being there for them, but I have 10,000, 20,000 patients that I need to be seeing. I need to be able to be there for 
our our the animals of Lebanon and the Lebanon area. You know, if if they get sick, our job is to be there to help them. You know, we we you know the healthcare workers that are working their rear ends off right now to to help everybody with the COVID-19 are there, but, you know, we're working just as hard to keep everything going to help those animals. You know, they still get sick. You know, we still had vomiting and diarrhea dogs yesterday. We still had, you know, unfortunately we still had some sick dogs that it was their time and we needed to be there for those, those families. And uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's the other stress is, you know, not only just the employees, but, you know, I've got, I've got a whole community of, of, people and their their four-legged family members that are relying on us too so yeah it's a, it's a big stress and like i said i i can't complain we're fortunate we still have some revenue coming in i can still pay for you know everything right now but still have to have every scenario in place i mean if you look at six months ago man we were rocking and rolling we were buying new equipment um you know we were you know, uh, you know, reaching out to, to improve every aspect of the hospital because things were going well and it just came to a grinding halt, you know, and, and that's, that's small business, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. That's where your personality, you know, we were kidding earlier about being OCD, but that, that's, that kind of helps, uh, in some aspects, you know, to get uh, through some things, you gotta, you gotta be a visionary as a small business owner. You gotta be thinking about, the what ifs when other employees mm-hmm. are not even it's not even on the radar so you yeah know, that that is to be commended some of the comments from your post um laura lee davis i feel every word of this post she, she writes his words hold all the truth as a small business owner uh some of the other ones obviously just singing your praises love for paul's etc yeah. dr rich it's hard to believe that we were just having a blast at louis uh, birthday and now this you guys rock and my fur babies love you. So many um, uh, shared posts. I think this thing was shared over 26 times. You had over 7,600 uh, views on your post. So it's definitely being felt. And when you were talking about trying to do everything, getting secure the loans and all that stuff, and I, myself, in our business, we applied. And the not knowing period uh, that you find yourself in, you can't get anybody on the phone. Yep. You can't get a return message um i bank with three different banks one of the major banks have closed most of the branches you can't even get anybody in the you know at the local branch to even talk to you so it's been difficult in a lot of areas we've never faced this before we're going to get through it it's going to be fine but at the end of the day somebody has to shoulder the responsibility yeah yeah and it is and 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 the one thing i'm i'm hopefully everybody hears uh, if nothing else, when this thing gets back to normal, yeah, get into those small businesses. Get get into those guys that the the trainers and and the 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 gyms. Get into the the nail salon. Oh my gosh, everybody's gonna need a haircut. There's gonna be 300 million people <laughs> trying to get their haircut at the same time, you know. And and you know, support every single one of those. You know, one one thing that we've done, and you know, even despite the way things are. For the last two weeks, every day, I've bought the staff lunch at a different local business every day. And we've tried doing it, too, here at home. You know, we've, we've tried three or four times a week to, to, to get takeout from one of the local businesses just and restaurants, just trying to keep them going, keep them, you know, going. And, you know, a lot of them, are, you know, we'll, we'll call in an order, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Thank you, you know. 
for this huge order. And uh, you what, know, t- what time's lunch? I, I got an appointment. I'm gonna come see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, sure. I, I'm not sure where they're eating today. I'm off today, so they're probably they're probably gonna get like steak all day today. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna have a huge bill sitting on my desk. But uh, yeah, yeah. I gotta love it. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, that's what, that's what I want people to do is I, I wanted them to see the side of, Hey, this is what us as small business owners are going through. And we do, we try and hide that. We don't want our staff to stress. We don't want them to, to know that side of it. We don't want them, you know, unfortunately my staff knows it cause you know, I blabbed my mouth and wrote this letter, but, um, but you know, I don't want them to, uh, you know, I, I, or the, uh, owners don't want their staff to know, Hey, these are the things that I'm concerned about. And these are the things I worry about. You, you just keep doing your job, keep living your life. We're there for you, you know, and we'll do everything we can to help you. And that's, you know, but when we, when this all gets back to normal, man, you, you go to every small business that you can. And, and I will tell you, once everybody gets out, I, I think that's going to happen. I mean, everybody's locked up. I, I know too. everybody's got restaurant fever and yep. and and you know everything else. And I'm sure that's I'm, I'm sure this economy is just going to just gonna, keep rocking and yeah, rolling again once rock. everything goes. I, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything will be back to normal. We just got to weather the storm for a little bit and get through it, and we'll we'll all be better on the other side. Yep. For sure. So the steak is at your place. No, uh, hey. Um, yeah, yeah. How do you like your steak? So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So yeah. You're, you're yeah, st- actually, they're probably going to listen to this and say he said we could get out back. <laughs> <laughs> whoever's whoever's yeah. door dashing, right? Wherever you can get it yeah. from. Yeah. So yeah. so people can still patronize your business. People can still make appointments. Yeah. Correct. People can still come in support you. Yeah. So if you need those visits, those animals that are having the allergies, you know, pet your dogs. Uh, see see if they uh, they like a certain spot that you're petting them in and check for bumps, and uh, see if yeah. they have any allergies, and then get them in to see uh, your favorite uh, veteran uh, at this particular moment. We believe that is Dr. Rich Coleman. <laughs> Not, yeah, not taking away from anybody really, else. But. Yeah, no, we're really fortunate here in Lebanon. I mean, we've got some great, great veterinary clinics, you know, and and um, they're all they're all wonderful. I I can't say enough about all the the vet hospitals that we have in town. We are for for a, a community our size. The amount of veterinary talent that we have in Lebanon is just unbelievable and and so you know the i i can't say enough about every vet clinic here in town i i know uh, we we try not to think of them as competition and everything else and Colleagues. and, and yeah. but we do we got to support each other and and um, all the other vets in town are just they're 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 amazing they they really are the, the and we actually work really well together because there are certain things that they can do that we can't do. There's certain things that we can do that they can't do. And, and, you know, we can, we can have basically anything done in Lebanon that needs to be done, whether it be an ultrasound or an X-ray or a teeth cleaning or, you know, whatever it might be, you know, certain, certain clinics might have things that other clinics don't. And, and it's really great that this community has so many different options for veterinary medicine. Well, so I'm, I'm very proud of, uh, of all the clinics we have here. Well, just the experience that uh, everybody brings to the table, I would imagine like if my dog was facing something that you haven't seen, I would appreciate it if you reach out to a veteran who might have seen that thing yeah. and, and was successful at treating it. So 
I'm glad you guys yeah. have that good dialogue and camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Doc, is there anything well, you want to leave the listeners with? No, I, 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 I'm ready uh, I'm ready for sports to come back. I, I did, Like I said, I did stalk you on Facebook. I did like that your, uh, your first sports like was uh, UC basketball. I did, I did hate <laughs> missing my March Madness. So, so when this is all back to normal, you and I might have to go, uh, go hit a couple games up. Uh, uh, maybe, for sure. You know, basketball's over, but maybe we'll go hit up the Reds or something else. And, well, even uh, watching our kids, yeah, it, kids play, they're amazing, right? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I was actually helping coach my daughter's lacrosse uh, lacrosse team, and I, I miss just being out there on the field with the kids and and watching the competition. So, so hopefully this all gets back to normal soon, and and we'll all be we'll uh, we'll be better on the other side. And I really appreciate you having me on. It was this was fun, and uh, yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll do it again. Absolutely. We actually ask you to come on and update occasionally if you would. And then please share this with anybody that you feel uh, a need to share it with on your social media. Please tag us in it. That'd be great. We will. We will. I appreciate your time. All right, sir. You have a great day, and you've been listening to Let's Talk with uh, Dr. Rich Coleman.